Welcome to the Christian Life Coach Collective. I'm your host and coach, Lauren Malone, and I'm here to help you become the hero of your own story and learn to be a guide to others. Whether you're a life coach in any niche or you want to become one, or you're just listening in so you can self-coach to lead your own life well, this podcast is here to serve you. I'm super excited to walk with you into your calling and help you create a wonderful legacy for your life. So let's jump in to today's episode. All right, it's my birthday, and the date of this publication is the day I celebrate the next year starting, and I throw a 1980s murder mystery party at my house. I'm very excited about that. (laughs) You know, I love parties. You know, I love reasons to gather people, and I think this is going to be really fun. So I wanted to do an episode about what I would tell my younger self. Hey, little Laura, you know, (laughs) I want you to know these things. You need these. These will help you uh, grow stronger and skip some of the crazy, even though you can't skip it all. You're going to have pain and trial and suffering, and you need that so you can have it. And yet there's some things that I would want you to know sooner rather than later to not to make life easier but to help you grow and lead yourself well. So I'm talking to little Laura over there in the corner. Maybe she's, I don't know, what do you say? 20. I'm going to talk to saved Laura. (laughs) I'm going to talk to the one who knows Jesus. (laughs) The one before Jesus might not not be listening or have a heart turned to what I'm going to say to her. So let's let's talk to 24-year-old Laura. And I'm saying this to her, and you can take it with a grain of salt. You can say, ooh, that's a good nugget, or that does, you know, that would not apply to me. I don't want that, or whatever. But I'm, I'm saying it because I feel that these are things that I've learned over time. Not all of them. Just a quick summary of some things that came to my mind right now in this season. And... They are obviously going to be things that I would want younger Laura to be able to coach herself in so that she could have these these nuggets of wisdom and truth to give to other people because that was always her heart is to help other people and serve and guide others, but also to grow personally. So number one, I would say lean into the peace you can find in imperfection. Literally go find joy in being unique. Perfection would have probably been more likely if God had done some mass production of human beings, but instead we're like, we're each handmade, like artisanal, right? (laughs) We're shaped by a creator or masterpieces. And just like a masterpiece painting, It cannot be perfectly reproduced by hand in comparison to the first one that's considered a perfect masterpiece and like everything else falls short. You can copy it. You can make a print of it, but that's just not really God's style. He didn't really do things like that. So embrace the, what you would consider an imperfection And get some eyes for how the creator says, why would you call that an imperfection? I did that 
on purpose. Like that is you. Or that is you leaning into me. That's what it looks like. Number two, accept your lack of control. Amen. Let's stand. We can wrap it up. (laughs) Rejoice in the fact that you cannot change everyone or everything. You don't have power to control. Because if you had that power, if you could change everyone or everything, and you could control everything, you couldn't bear the responsibility on your shoulders and therefore all of the problems on your hands. You don't actually want that. If you consider everything you would have to take along with what you think would be the kind of control that you'd want, it comes with everything else. So when you don't have that kind of control, it actually frees you up to have more energy to deal with yourself, which is really the only thing you can ultimately have power to change or grow. Number three, trust in the process. A little bit cliche, but I think younger Laura will understand me. Know that finding your purpose is literally, truly a journey of seasons. It's not something you can find once early on to and hold on till the day that you die. You will become somebody new in different seasons. And because you can't control those seasons or what life will bring you, you don't know who you're going to be. So your seasons will shift and so will you. Be passionate about finding your purpose and pursuing passions. Like find Find your purpose in each season. Be at peace with it. Find contentment. Choose contentment. And within each season, go look for that golden thread that ties all of your seasonal purposes together. And you're going to find that core life message in there. So look for the threads that tie your passion and giftings to serving the world around you in the areas of their needs. And you're going to find it. But it takes time. It's not right now. Number four, enjoy standing alone. Just as you are, leave all of the comparison behind and be who you are regardless of who you're next to. Don't go eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which calls out to your soul and says it, it leads you to compare what you know against what others know, what what you have against what others have, especially God. That was the whole thing. He's holding out on you, the serpent said. He's like, did he really say you can't know everything he knows? But God isn't holding out on you on in any area of your life. So don't look at others like they got more because your path is yours. Let your journey be joyful and let your storyline be unique. Bring your attention to where it matters, where you can truly make a difference rather than focusing on others. Number five, give yourself the attention and care that you want deep down inside. Start to matter to yourself. This will help you to not need to matter to other people so much. You won't strive at such a deep level when you decide that you matter to yourself and you matter to Jesus and those are that's the foundation from which you live. Number 6, life is not linear. So stop trying to make it fit your flow. You will not be the one unique person in the world who suddenly creates a life that goes directly from point A to B to C to D to E 
all the way to Z just because that's exactly how you planned it. We can plan our way, but God is directing our steps. So relax a minute, (laughs) relax a a year, relax a decade. (laughs) Let just accept that you are living a river. You are not living a ruler. Nothing goes directly from one point to another the way you think it should. And that's okay. Number seven, do the inner work as soon as you discover it's there to be done. So do all of the baby steps in your personal improvement life, in your emotional and spiritual life, and it will all add up and you'll wake up one day and find you've gone a mile or five instead of you've only gotten to the other side of the room. So do the work of becoming aware of yourself early on, aware of all of the variables and dynamics so you can take that stuff to the Lord and let him sanctify all of it. Number eight. Lead yourself well with vision for the person that you want to be. Literally lay out a horizon of who do you want to be? What do you want your character to be like? What do you want people to think about you after it's all said and done? What do you want them to say? And use self-awareness and pursue emotional and spiritual maturity. Even when the people around you are hurtful, offensive, hypocritical, and more, they're being people. (laughs) So lead yourself well with dignity and build the muscle of self-control. Go find a a process that works for you to debrief, get things off your chest without harming other people, and take your stuff to the Lord where you can leave it and go practice the fruits of the Spirit because they're actually meant to be accessed throughout your life, your daily life. And every time you access the fruits of the Spirit, every time you practice them, you have more of them. It's literally building a muscle. And number nine, find the right, the right voices for your life, the ones that you need in each season, those who teach you and guide you, those who need and pull on you, and those who lead and direct you. Become adept at learning which voices need boundaries, which ones need to be cut out, and which ones need to have less impact on your life. And do that, do that wisely. It's really important that the people you're surrounding yourself with, the things that you're letting come into your life are navigated well, that you're paying attention and you're being mindful. Number 10 is a big one. Forgive your parents. Lay down all your judgment, your criticism, even your your siblings. And they all did better than you think they did because you're comparing to them like to what you think should have happened, who they, who you think they should have been. And I say refer back to numbers four and six. <laughs> Get out of comparison instead of holding them up, you know, that handbook of expectations you have about who they are, how they should treat you, all of those things. And also stop believing that parenting and family has any version of that it's linear in any way, that there's any linear version of parenting they should have followed but chose not to because they're against you. (laughs) Stop it. That is ridiculous talk. And then go let all of this apply to all of the significant others in your life as well. So when you're hurt, when you're offended, 
Give yourself a moment to process, but choose to forgive and God will lead you in it. He will help you in it. Trust me, Laura. This will change your life radically. It's going to free you up, put the power back in your pocket, if only because you're obeying the word and walking with Jesus, right? Because he first forgave you. So who are you to hold unforgiveness? It is poison to your soul. Number 11, allow the ordinary and mundane to penetrate your soul. These moments will be part of your past in a heartbeat. When you are busy grunting it out, building a nonprofit with no help and no money, when you are raising your children with no family, no support, and lots of crisis around you, all of the things that you're doing, it's these are the, the ordinary moments of your life that you're going to look back and wonder where they went. So just be present, stop wishing time away, and stop looking for the future to come faster. Don't be a time-traveling parent. Don't be a time-traveling spouse. Don't be a time-traveling son or daughter or friend. Be present right now and, and enjoy this moment. Find contentment. Be with Jesus. Number 12, embrace your brokenness. Because God is faithful. And while you try to protect yourself from breaking and from suffering and from being desperate or despairing or lacking, these are the places where he shows up and brings you miracles. And in hindsight, you're going to look back and see that. So that's why I'm telling you now, go just trust that in hindsight, you're going to say, I wouldn't change it for the world because of what I really got out of it that was more valuable. God specializes in brokenness. Because he fully empathizes with being broken. Number 13, be teachable, humble, and flexible. Find people to teach you and imitate them. Experiment and be curious with an open mind and practice what you're learning without expecting perfection on the first try. Learn from your teachers. Be respectful and not challenging. And be humble with those who have something to teach you and let your soul be flexible and adapt to the changes and movement in your learning and your living. Number 14, go find out what makes others tick. Like what makes them breathe? Who are they and why? They're going to be different than you. Get over it. Have diff- they have different perspectives and reasons and values and drivers and lead yourself well to respect all those differences and it's going to make the hugest difference in your life. You'll also get more respect yourself from them. And it is possible to respect differences and value others who the creator designed to be the way they are when you know what you believe and why, but you're not elevating and comparing your beliefs above other people's through your self-righteousness. Number 15, stop resisting and fighting against experiencing pain. Self-protection is just never going to get you very far. There is a pine cone that only releases its seeds when it's in a fire. Because wildfire is actually an integral part of like the boreal forest ecosystem across North America, Russia. Like it is 
wildfire is the mechanism by which the forest is regenerated because fire comes and consumes anything that is dead and decaying on the forest floor in order to make way for new growth. So there's a, something called the jack pine. It has serotonin uh, cones, pine, the pine cones. They remain dormant and can actually hang on the tree for years until fire comes. And then the fire melts the resin, that, you know, hard stuff inside the pine cone. It melts the resin, which allows the pine cone to actually pop open so the seeds can come out. It is actually an, a pioneer species. So these seeds birth the new growth that repopulate the region that was burned. So I think it's interesting because there's um, the, the spruce tree. It is a secondary growth and they're competitive. They compete to thrive and they have better access to sunlight. And that means they, they put a lot of shade on the other trees and then those jack pines in the shade of the spruce start to die out until another fire comes. The fire consumes the spruces, but the jack pine is fire tolerant because it regains the advantage and pioneers yet again because the pine cones open and reseed. So be a jack pine. <laughs> Get back up time and again after the fire with the hope that is yours. Know that the fire is refining and purifying and creating a way, pioneering a path for new growth in your life. There is a Mexican proverb that says, they tried to bury us, but they didn't know we were seeds. So let the fire come and let the wind blow and let the seeds of your life that are now free to blow in the wind land where they need to, to bear good fruit and trust there's a fourth man with you in your fire. I may or may not have used some lyrics of songs you've heard. Or <laughs> that all just kind of came out of me. <laughs> let the fire come, let the wind blow. And there's a fourth man in the fire. <laughs> just realized it. As music really, it gets in your soul. It <laughs> Hopefully your music is being informed by truth because it will come out of you. Number 16. Finally, I want to encourage you and remind you to discover what you want, what you want. Besides wanting the fact that you want everybody else to have what they want, what do you want in addition to that? Go decide to have it and then take real committed action towards it. And I'm going to stop because young Laura and maybe some of my listeners are did not hear me. And right now I feel... I just feel the impression that I need to repeat this. Know what you want. And if what you want is for other people to have what they want, fine. But in addition to that, what do you want? What else is there? What could you add to that? What could you, how could you build on to the fact that you want others to have what they want? You want to undergird them and you want to sew into them and you want to be responsible great, all of that. You don't have to set that side of stuff aside. I, I've done that with my, my husband's vision for a nonprofit and my, my children's lives and all of the other people around me, even as a coach. I want to support other people. I want to guide them and be there for them. Is there anything else? Does what I want, in addition to wanting others to have what they want, matter? 
Yes. And Laura, you haven't known that for decades. You didn't know it as a child that what you wanted mattered. And you didn't know it as a young adult that what you wanted mattered. And so you never knew what you wanted. And it's time to get past that. You do not need to stay stuck in that cycle. It is not the truth. What you want matters and it is possible for you to know it. You do know it, but you resist letting it rise up. You resist saying it because you're afraid. Yes, it will hurt to want something. It's going to. You're going to have to let it hurt. And you have to stop sabotaging yourself, using the needs of others, the wants of others as a reason to not meet your own needs or wants in effort to protect you from the pain and the failure and the hardship. If you want confidence, you first have to have clarity, then take action. Confidence comes from that place. Confidence in the circumstance, confidence in the the situation. You don't get that kind of confidence in the process until it's in hindsight. What you can move forward with is the only kind of confidence you can have before clarity and action. That's confidence in Christ. Confidence in being an heir to the throne. Like that's confidence in your calling, in your sonship, your daughtership. That is the most important kind of confidence. Lean on him to be with you no matter what as you go get clarity and take action. And then that, the the confidence of, oh, that's how that's done. That comes later. But you start out with confidence in Christ. And last but not least, number 17, set your mind on things above starting right now. Learn to, to lead your thoughts where they're going to be thriving, where they're full of truth and hope and get yourself in the word on the daily and stop acting like the reality is your eyes see and your soul believes in is actually true. That that's the, the full, most valuable reality out there. You can't see what is real in the natural realm. So let go of the lie that what you see and what your perspective is, is truth. Hold your hands wide open. Let God take all of those lies from you and replace your natural, limited, finite perspective with his. And then, you know, in, in setting your mind on things above, create an expectancy journal with all of the promises, all the words from the Lord, all the testimonies of what he's done, all of the prayers in your heart. Lay out your dreams and let God infuse you with joy and hope and his version of positivity Let God's law of attraction be the only one that draws you, letting his favor rest on your life with your eyes fixed on him. All right, Laura, I hope you're listening. (laughs) So happy birthday. (laughs) And this is kind of a funny episode, but it is what I've been wanting to do. Episode number 99. And yeah. I think it's just a really great way to to wrap up the year. And um, I pray that it's blessed you. I pray that it's uh, brought you some clarity to bring vision and even just to spur you on what, what would you tell your younger self, even if it's just you a year ago, what would you say, hey, don't forget this. And I want to encourage you in that what would that be? You know? So I bless you and 
I'll be back with you in episode 100, which is fantastic. Don't you think? What a great number. Hey, thanks for listening. And I would love it if you could leave me a review wherever you listen to this podcast and tell me what you're loving about it. It helps other people who are looking for transformation and change and growth in their lives find me. And if you want to learn about becoming a coach with any of your superpowers, head over to sterlingandstonementoring.com and check out the greenhouse course. See you there.